0: This podcast is brought to you by FormKeep. Form endpoints for designers and developers. No iframes, JavaScript embeds, or CSS overrides. Try out our sandbox mode before you buy at formkeep.com.
1: It's all orange. Yes, it's a good sign. It's funny because um, orange is typically associated with Pending or I mean it's not what I'm trying to say is that it's it should be green
0: I think that's the color for like audio things right I don't know maybe I don't oh know. I see <laughs> I mean to be honest colors don't mean much in the grand scheme of things they mean a lot in context though the, the sure. context of of the audio program might be different than what we're used to right but I'm trying to
1: say that like in UI design As much as we'd like to believe that green means good, uh, like everywhere, that's not necessarily the case. Right.
0: Also, like, it's in context.
1: What what do you, what do you do when your uh, brand color is red? I've, I've had, I've dealt with this several times. Like, you mean like Thoughtbot? (laughs) Exactly. Um, When your brand color is red and you want your call to actions to be red. To match that brand color, and then all of a sudden, like you, you end up in a form or, or like s- somewhere with a cancel button. So it gets quite tricky because submit. You make becomes, the cancel button green. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a good idea, I think. <laughs> yeah, but I th- I think it's it's interesting. I've dealt with several times uh, Thoughtbot, but a few other things as well that have like you know uh, red, red or right. orange or like you know a warm color that's close to red. Uh, it becomes super tricky to use red to signify that something is cancelled or deleted or or whatever,
0: yeah, the other thing that's tricky is that with red is that um most color blindness uh turn red into brown, so you lose that color and it blends in with other colors, so you have to be you know very vigilant about using yes red. Yes
1: yeah never use never rely on color alone for accessibility reasons uh i always think this is something that a lot of designers like just overlook especially like when you have two labels that are one green and one red there's no underline no uh No, sorry, not labels. I meant icons because labels, you can still read and understand what they do. But when you have just icons and you use color also to, do, to you know, or state when you have like a button that they only know. Uh, sorry, the only way to know what's happening is through color. I think it's not very accessible. Yep. Speaking of ThoughtBot and red, ThoughtBot.com right now is not red. It's a lot of blue.
0: Yeah, that's the, the hero right now is blue because that's the client color. So we're, we're experimenting with that, where the, the main hero that we're calling out, the, the case study that we're calling out, we're using their branding in that hero instead of ours. So we're, we're
1: shedding our identity and wearing that of our clients.
0: Right. We're embracing that of our clients yeah i i can get on board with that one of the things that we fought with in the past is the thoughtbot colors are like a dark gray very dark gray and red and a bright red so how and we've very rarely gone outside of that brand and it tends to be overly masculine and very unfriendly uh so we're trying to break away from that
1: yeah i mean i can understand uh Especially, like, the, the Thoughtbot Red, I think, changed a couple of times. And it's often, it, it,
0: it lost, it became lighter. Right. It's become lighter more, and yeah. more saturated yeah, over exactly. time. Exactly. I think every designer that touches it does the same thing, which is make it a little lighter, a little more saturated. I was go- are
1: we going to just end up with, like, white <laughs> over over time? <laughs> I think which we is, might, we might end up
0: to- with, like, hot pink.
1: Well, actually, the current logo is white in the current page because the backdrop is blue. Mm-hmm. Right. So, is our thinking that we those will be rotating every N number of days, or, or just like on every I think refresh? I what we'd
0: like to get to is is every refresh that you'll you'll get a different one
1: yeah i tried earlier Um, to refresh like six times and i always got the same one so (laughs) yeah we we haven't
0: implemented that yet (laughs) Uh, because
1: sometimes like with those random things just because it's random you might end up with the same thing five times Mm -hmm. Uh, and 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 you could it's still random it's just that it it randomly showed you the same thing five times but after the six i was like you know what maybe this is not implemented yet (laughs) so now uh, add into the Typically, like web designers, uh, they often like uh, resize the browser window, but now you also have to refresh and resize the same time. Mm -hmm. Which actually I like the, uh, the feature in Safari where you can hit command option R and you get the responsive mode. You don't have to resize the browser window. You know what when resizing gets really tricky is when you have two monitors and the edge of the browser is uh one of the edges or the right edge is is next to your next uh desktop so when you try to resize your mouse goes over to the next one so it gets uh, like really uh tricky
0: I did not know about command option r
1: it's really cool
0: uh that is very awesome
1: it's my favorite you can resize also within the window so you, you can uh-huh. have these pre predefined like iphone ipad whatever yeah Chrome can also, has this like, too yeah, but I found the one in Chrome is harder to access, uh, and also I did don't think it looks as nice. I like the um, I like the, the design of this one just visually. It looks it looks good.
0: You like the background blur?
1: Exactly. It looks it looks it looks good. Yeah. In general, I feel like Safari is a better looking browser, uh, except for some areas like when you have a dark website, and since so since the uh, status bar is translucent, so you're it becomes a bit murky, but overall, I think the UI is good. But, um, so how have you been?
0: I've been pretty good. How about yourself? What, have you, pretty been, good. I'm what starting, have you been
1: working on? I'm starting to feel the vibes of summer,
0: so that's good. Does summer come early in Stockholm?
1: Not really. It's, it's typically a, the late. the same schedule. But oh. I just, whenever I see this, we have, we have had an amazing week here, uh, weather like it's clear blue skies temperature is good it's not too hot but it's not cold either i see a lot of people with t-shirts uh but i still keep my uh hoodie and i'm i like summer in general i i I like i like i like summer i like summers Uh, well except uh you know summers in cities when where it gets really humid and rainy and all of that maybe not that summer uh, yeah what i've been working on well i've been working on a uh one of the landing pages that we're gonna have on the thoughtbot.com website we're thinking of like having different service like different pages for different services that we provide
0: yeah i think we talked about those last week because i was working on the main services page that listed out yeah. everything yeah so, so it's, it's kind of funny we we've, we've, like swapped places
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm working on the iOS development page right now, since I, I think I, I can do uh, a lot done without much external help. So I thought I will, no, I mean, by external, I mean, without bothering others a lot. So I, I think I, I
0: in general, the, the place where we're running into the biggest uh, roadblockers, I guess, are uh, with copy. I think you could probably do a lot of the copy for exactly. That so
1: that was one of the things I was, I was thinking. I can design anything, but if I'm going to be blocked by copy, I'd rather do something where I can come up with a copy, Uh because I hate lower mipsum. I just it's not I hate. I cannot even work with lower ipsum anymore. It's I banned it from my lingo. Uh, I still <laughs> use it when I want to. Just try something visually, like in terms of like how much text can I fit in this box, sort of thing. But I never use it in design mocks or or anywhere. I I just don't use it. I don't like it. Um, so I w- I wanted something where I can come up with some copy because like Lorem Ipsum teaches you to be lazy mm-hmm. and also to be inaccurate uh, in in certain ways because. You, because you, you actually, when you put lorem ipsum, you, you, you adjust the size of how, you can cut anywhere in that text and it's fine. Uh So you get exactly the amount of text that it would fit in three lines that are perfectly aligned. And you just think, all right, I think my job is done here. Except that you, the co- the final copy will be like a line and a half.
0: And then all of a sudden things will start looking weird. Right, so, I think that's that's. Have we talked about like working with real data before?
1: We did, but not specifically lorem ipsum. I don't know. Uh, I don't care if we did. Let's just talk about it again.
0: No, I, I agree with you. Uh, the only places I tend to use lorem ipsum is for things like comments, where I need, where I want to see like what it looks like where there's a short comment and what it looks like where there's a really long comment. Um, yeah where it's uh, like all user generated content. Uh so I'll 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 use alternating like one sentence and you know uh two paragraphs so I can see get a get a good idea of what the design looks like with both.
1: Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good uh, use case actually. Um when you want to see if you have a super long text like how how much of it can actually fit. I do use it sometimes like that, but sometimes I just prefer to write a long comment. So I would sit down and just like write words and punctuation. And because like the other thing that Lorem Ipsum gets used that a lot of its words are like four to six characters long. And that's not English, like a lot of adverbs are actually longer than that. So I don't know, like accidentally or emotionally. Those are quite big words. And, and if, if, if you have a, if you have a narrow space, those will wrap. So even that part, I think you should take it into consideration. Uh, especially if you're doing something that would work with different languages but even within English I think having English words is better than having lower mipsum because of the stru- the visual structure of the sentence changes so English tends to start with like pronouns like I you or whatever depending on the like especially comments I think a lot of them would start with I I think or whatever and you have to account for that as well like how does how does how does this block of text look? Pretty sure you can find alternatives online that gives you random English words or sentences or even like passages from yeah. famous books and stuff like that. I would rather use those than actually Lorem Ipsum as the way we know it.
0: Yeah. I've also used real comments. So going online and going to like a forum that is associated with the content that the site is going to be providing and just copying and pasting comments from forums just don't go to reddit
1: (laughs) most comments are like four letters stuff like that
0: yeah but if that's the the type of people that are going to be using the app then those are real comments to be designing with yeah i know i think as much as possible designing with real content is or as real as it'll you can make it is is best I I always found that names were the most challenging. What kind of names? Well, names can be really short, like Oh, oh, like people's either names. either usernames or people's first and last name. Like they can either be really short, like in Twitter you could have a, like a one letter one character name. Yeah. And then like you know, people's names, people's last names, you know, you could have someone with like a three-letter first name and a three-letter last name, or you could have, you know, (laughs) very long names. That's true.
1: That's Uh, that's very true.
0: Especially when you, you think about people who have hyphenated last names.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Names are tricky, I think, because, as you said, different cultures tend to have different structures. Like you have, sometimes you have a middle name, sometimes you don't. Also, like... A lot of like, um, for instance, Chinese names are not very long in terms of the number of characters. Mm-hmm. And you would find also a lot of um, other types of names that are super long. Uh, I don't know. I can't come up with examples, but that
0: I've definitely seen super long names. Aren't some Swedish last names very long? Sometimes. Yeah, they are. I've actually been dealing with this, and so I worked on a client project um, just It was a client that we had already had and I was jumping back on. I've been off the project for a couple months um, and they're, they're adding a couple new features. And so I jumped back on for a couple days last week and this week, and uh, they're dealing with people in the United States government. And one of the things that I I have to design for is uh, job titles and for job titles for house and Senate, uh, Congress people, (laughs) they're, they're really short. So they just say, you know, um, what state they're from and their party. So it's like New York Democrat and it's just NY dash D. So it's four characters, but then we also are designing for their staff members. So they have like chief of staff, and some of the job titles for the staff members get super long. So it's, you know, designing for four characters and designing for something that is a lot longer. is was an interesting challenge.
1: Yeah. And uh, the more I do this kind of work, you know, this design thing, the more I feel like text is the hardest part in what we do. Uh, by text, I mean both visual, like, you know, layout and also like copy. It's, it's really hard. I, I find like I spend a lot of time just working on tweaking the, the text and the size of it and the alignment of it and all of that compared to say, um, I don't know, like the, the generic layout or like colors and stuff like that. I mean, you can spend a lot of time playing with those, but. You can quickly hit that point when you feel like, oh, I feel good about this. Whereas text is like hitting that point, usually is far further along. Like you you might actually keep doing it over and over and over again, and you would still come back and look at it and feel like it's not exactly right, sort of thing. Don't, what do you think?
0: Do you? Yeah, no, I actually made a bunch of uh, typeface adjustments uh, to some of the style of how, how the type was rendered on this project, just coming back to it. I'm like, this is totally unreadable. Why did I do it this way? I think, a a website with good typography is so much more usable than a, a website with, you know, unthoughtful typography and a great layout. Like I'd rather have one column and great type to be able to, to read and, and skim through the, the site than, than a layout that you know, is is really intricate and awesome, but they didn't put the same consideration into the type and, and how, you know, either how stylized and legible it is or, or how I can read through it and how the hierarchy sits. And th- there's so much detail in, in, in type and, and not just like a content driven website, like a blog or something like that, but also in the sites, the web apps that we build. I think, I think it's in apps
1: in general, like even... Even native apps, I think that web, like type is still something you're going to be spending a lot of time on. Like, even if like sometimes you would just prefer to go with the system font, that does not make your life easier. It's, it's just one well less thing to worry about, but you still have, uh, I think the nature of text is that it's, it flows and also it's dynamic. So that is the hardest part of it, I think. So whenever you have text and something else, that you want to align to that text, like say a form field or an icon or whatever, it, it's extremely hard to get right. Like because like sometimes if your if your first capital letter is an R, so typically like a capital uh, R is bulky compared to a capital I or L, or and if you put an icon to to its left, then it would look fine, but then the other letters would look a little bit too. Uh, Not, not like you know, they don't give that visual balance you want. And the same thing happens when you have like a form field uh, to the right of that of that label. Like you want it to be vertically centered in a way, visually centered. Not you know, not not set in vertical align middle. That sometimes doesn't doesn't cut it, depending on the typeface you're using. And in general, just aligning anything to text is not is not as straightforward as well. Just center align this or. It doesn't work that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You actually ran into this on a pull request, I think that you did last week, where you were redesigning the photo for uh, someone who wrote a blog post. Yeah. And whenever you have a circle on the edge of text you actually have to bleed it out a little bit so that it visually yeah. looks aligned with the the edge of the text absolutely um, yeah it's so it's, it's, it's it's not it's easy. one of those annoying things that you have to like either set a negative margin to or or, or however it's implemented but
1: um, yeah typically typically it involves that in those um, extra one two pixels in the layout mm-hmm. in a way or, or other uh, like using whatever technology, calc or whatever. Like even native Dart, you have ways to do that. But yeah, I find text really hard to, to work with. Uh, but again, we, like the thing is, you can't do without it. So <laughs> that's basically design. Yeah, welcome like, to design. <laughs> yeah. And like the thing is, a lot of designers try to avoid text be- because of this. Like, I think part of the trend of like, Actually, this is something I just figured out maybe right now. This is a revelation. I think part of the trend of dropping labels from everything is because designers are not willing to, to, to do the hard work of making the text look good. What do right. you think? It
0: is, like, a lot of the times, labels are, are really difficult, I think. Putting the, the label as a like, uh, hint in the label field that that's been fairly popular. I, I I agree that that it could be because they're they're being a little lazy.
1: Uh, I feel like yeah, it's it's a lazy approach to take. Like yeah, just put four icons, or yeah, just put that in a placeholder. Um, it's fine. <laughs> uh, and I I feel like a lot of designs suffer from that. So that that entire thing of label in the placeholder, it's so bad. Uh, I'm not saying I have never done it I've done it so many times <laughs> but now when I look at it I just don't I think it's terrible because you feel the form and you don't know which field is what and there was like uh, other you know like solutions like the uh, the sky labels they call them you know when yep. you when you click it just hovers but you still need to be focused on that field I think there are different implementations a lot of them were are you need to be focused to see it otherwise you don't which also not great because I want to see at a glance what each field corresponds to and yeah you might say well it's obvious but it's not like some things are obvious but say I have two like phone fields one for home and one for mobile and uh well, you would say your f- your home and mobile look different, but sometimes I don't have a mo- uh, home phone, so I use my bo- mobile phone for both or fax or whatever. Uh, those fields look the same <laughs> if you don't. No have one a label. has a fax anymore. But, yeah, but a lot of forms still include it every once in a while. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is that it's not obvious. Uh, address fields too. Like sometimes you fill the address field and you want to make sure you did not put the city in the state. And in the US, you don't have this problem a lot because the states are a drop down. But in other places, states are not a drop down. So it's just another field. And, uh, you want to make sure you have everything in the right spot. Regardless, I think it's good to, oh, and the one of, you know, the craziest one is, uh, when you have to, you know, those forms to change your password. So you have three password fields. One is for the old one, one for the new one, and one to confirm the new one. And then they would have placeholders. They don't have labels. So you fill them and you don't know which is which. Is the two first, the new and confirming the new, and the last one is the old password or vice versa? Because there are some places where you put the new one first and then, and then at the bottom they say, and to confirm, please put your old password. Um, I've, I've seen this a couple of times. I was thinking like, yeah, this is terrible.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I think forms in themselves are very tricky to design. Why do you think they are? I, my best guess is that, you know, we try to add a lot of interactivity to them, uh, on top of what the browser offers by default. Yeah. Uh, and that that interactivity is just probably making things harder. So overly styling inputs, you know, hiding or doing some sort of, you know, hover effect with the uh, labels, styling, uh, drop downs, check boxes and radio buttons. Like all of these things are things that I've, I've done, but they probably in the long run they might look better, but they probably make it harder for people to use the app yeah
1: i do not believe that forms are hard i believe that we try to make our jobs hard by trying to fight against the technology we use (laughs) Uh, forms like there are labels and fields and you have drop downs if you have multiple i mean i think with just plain html you could get almost any use case i think they get hard when you want these for instance like i want well autocomplete is one of them um Typically, it requires installing an external library and um, also cases where you have like date pickers. Those are not easy to, to make in an accessible way. There are some good ones, I think one or two, but most of the others I've seen are not good. And then you have to style them and all of that. I feel like that's the area where the browser makers should be competing with each other. Like I have the best date picker sort of thing. I think that's totally should be the area where they compete, not us designers, because it's just like having to do that every single time and on all of that overhead of creating a custom thing. And it's just not, not ideal. Yeah.
0: I would also like to see the browser makers figure out a, a way to make it easier to style those in a way that like people won't totally screw up the usability of them. Just by like being able to change, change colors, change typefaces, change size easily, I think would go a yeah. long way. I mean, yes, they can do that. I believe that
1: that's not something that you want to have branded. Uh, I don't. I don't think something that you want to brand. I think. I think if they make a date picker, it should be the same across every website. Because as soon as you give the control to designers and by giving control to designers, you're giving it to marketers and you're giving it to corporations. Uh, and just stuff goes downhill
0: from there. Uh, like you could say some- that about the entire web.
1: No, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, yes, that could be extended, but I think for something as straightforward as I'm going to pick a date. I don't think that should be styled or customizable or whatever, because like it's you're picking a date and a time. And it's yeah, you want to have maybe like uh, I want you have some control over it, and I think they should give you a certain amount of control over. Do you show the month the month view? Do you show two months or one month? But as soon as you yeah, I, 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 like the same way you don't you don't have to pick how my cursor looks. Like my cursor is look looks the same way across my system. And I think it should be applied the same for some of these web like form things. Uh, I think I think one of the things I'd like to see them compete on is actually the default look of websites. I think that's something that's like all of the websites now, like all of the browsers, they show websites in Times New Roman. Uh, I think that's a missed opportunity. You can have your own CSS file if you want, but what if what if like they decided to... That goes back
0: to-, to our early conversation about typography right yeah just having better better defaults yeah but i think that apple would want safari to render out the san francisco instead of times new roman
1: yeah totally and i i have a css uh file that i i do exactly that it's one line it's like just use san francisco and it already makes default like uh, unstyled websites look a lot better but i feel like
0: style websites do you go to
1: um well, a few of my colleagues have unstyled websites. <laughs> Mike Burns is one of them, and uh yeah, and sometimes i uh when I read like uh man pages that are hosted online they also tend to be unstyled. A lot of the geeky unix stuff is unstyled, and I tend to read some of that every once in a while um i like I like doing stuff in the command line, so I obviously have to end up there uh someday but yeah, I think, I think the browser makers could actually do some work there. Like, you know, just pick some good de- defaults, like good font, like spacing, maybe have a padding around the page so that it's always there, uh, sort of thing. I think it already does. I think it's one M and we usually use a reset to remove it. Mm-hmm. because we're terrible people. <laughs> well, because we add we add our own later, but uh, Well, it's also
0: of, because they're not consistent. They're also not browser. consistent. Yeah, this is well, this is again so they <laughs> This you're is a problem. against yourself. Yes,
1: because like we want stuff to be consistent, <laughs> but at the same time we want I don't think stuff should be consistent to be honest. I think what they could do is they give you one line of CSS that you can include to actually negate all default styles. Like, don't use any... Well, that doesn't like, make sense, though. Dash because what, kit, we, dash appearance, none. Sorry, I, I think what I just said doesn't make sense. You cannot negate all default styles because you still have to show something. So you have to pick a default font and a default whatnot. Uh, I don't have the the answer to this. Like I want better-looking <laughs> websites that don't have CSS, but at the same time... Uh, if you're making a website, I want it to look the same. If you're designing one, I want it to look the same across browsers. Maybe we're asking for too much.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you know what you're asking for.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, like, sometimes I just wish the web was... Like, CSS was never a thing and everything looked the same. Um, Then you I, wouldn't I w- have a job. I wouldn't have a job, that's true. I would have been doing something else. But at the same time... like. It gives, the, like, currently, like, a lot of, uh, like, a lot of the times I have trouble, uh, with web technologies is when people, uh, just override the defaults with something worse. And the default is like the page loads without JavaScript. And a lot of people decided that's not a good idea. Uh, so let's just have some JavaScript in there. And, uh, JavaScript is, you know, is, uh, a vector of attack if, uh, people know what they're doing. So if you want a little bit of security, you turn it off, and all of a sudden, a lot of document-only pages don't work anymore. I mean, apps are, let's say, well, let's give them the the privilege of being excluded from this because, you know, they're interactive and all of that. But if you're just showing, like, content, I, I think it's... Man, let's not go back to this discussion. I feel like we've <laughs> talked about it enough.
0: I um, mean, ev- everything is a balance between keeping things consistent and usable, and then trying to add style and design and brand so that you stand out from every other website. And we continue to, I think we'll always fight that battle of these things are used by however many people and they need to be easily used, but they also, you know, they need to stand out against their competitors So how do you strike that balance?
1: It's a balance that we people need to strike, of course. But I think that we're, as far as standing out, what we're using these days to stand out is probably not what we should be using to stand out. I'll give you easy, you know, some hints on how to stand out. Make a good product. mm, Have a good copy. Follow good practices. You will stand out because everyone is not following these things apparently. I think it's pretty easy to stand out these days. Just make a standard HTML page. I don't think it's that easy. Uh, don't you think so? Like don't you think that most websites nowadays like have a video in the background of the hero and all of that? Like if you just had like a simple HTML page wouldn't that make you already, you know, you make you a snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> a snowflake. Have you seen that website brutalistwebsites.com? <laughs>
0: yes i have we'll link to it in the show notes
1: those are websites that are standing out by falling back to what used to work well some of them not all of them but right um that proves my point that if you
0: if you those all of those websites easy to use no there are some of them that (laughs) have terrible so they're still choosing style or along that that scale that we just talked about, they're they're leaning more towards style to separate themselves. Even though the style is brutalist and some might consider ugly, they're using style to stand out. Yeah,
1: um, I, I hope that most of these work without JavaScript. Um, I haven't visited all of them. Some of them they look pretty rough. <laughs> well, they, they look pretty brutal. That's why they're on this page. <laughs> Uh, but some of them have really bad contrast too. I mean, I'm not saying that not having no styles is. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at some of them now. Oh my God. <laughs> the pinboard. You know the pinboard design? I like it. Pinboard, the uh, bookmarking service.
0: I don't because I don't like the typeface. Oh, come on. I, I uh, think it's. Uh, what
1: is it? I think it's Helvetica, I think. I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah,
0: it's Helvetica. What,
1: which part of Helvetica you don't like? I
0: don't, it, sometimes the way Helvetica is used on the web is just kind of, eh. You got to mold Helvetica to do the right things.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I mean, yeah, you can not like
1: Helvetica, but you can't deny that it gets the I like the Helvetica, job done.
0: but I want it to see, see it used the right way. Again, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Is like, you know, if you have good typography, um, the rest isn't that big of an issue, right? Like, good typography, good hierarchy, good contrast in your type, all of that awesome stuff.
1: Yeah, speaking of which, I think there's a trend now of um, type-heavy, or not type-heavy. Um, I think, I think there's more focus on type And specifically on Monospace fonts, I feel like I saw a lot of websites recently that use a Monospace font. Uh, I'm not sure if you noticed this or not. Let me send you one example from a uh, relatively known company. We can add the link in the show notes. I just sent it to you. And the company I'm talking about is uh, a company called Apple. Like they make phones, laptops. Uh. Yeah. So they had this page, which is just text and, uh, it's for the WWDC 2016. There isn't a single image. Well, actually the text is an image because they don't want to. So apparently this is the, uh, San Francisco monospace font and they don't want people to steal it from the website.
0: (laughs) That is awful.
1: So they include it as images. I hope they have alt tags. Alt, uh, let me see. It's a figure
0: they they do have a yeah they have a, a, background a text image. replace
1: <laughs> this is terrible it's a background image without alt text
0: well the text is in the uh I it's don't in the see html it. they're using um some sort of image replacement
1: oh i see i couldn't find the text but I maybe they're be-
0: using swiffer
1: oh yes found it it's text replace okay so there's a span with a class text dash replace yep. with that stuff, and then, yeah, and I think this is this is uh, this is quite bold from Apple. Like Apple, they like imagery and and th- like colors, and I mean they still have colors, but to go all uh, type. And this is not the only example. I've seen other things, and in fact, I'm working on a design that's that's uh, for one of our products internal products that is entire almost entirely like um monospace and of course i mean i'm doing it because i feel like i'm just part of the the cool kids the cool kids no i did, the thing is when i do things and then sometimes just take a step back and think why i did the thing although the name of the service made, made this easier it's called career i'm not sure i can give more details right now but i just like the name made me think of postal services and monospace fonts so i went with that but i've yeah i've been to a couple websites this week alone where they use mostly monospace but maybe
0: because you know
1: like i go to a lot of uh, websites for developers so maybe that's why
0: right i would guess that that's why apple's doing that here is you know they're like oh these are developers so we can you know use our monospace
1: didn't didn't elo use didn't elo use a monospace font at first
0: i think they did and my guess there is like it was more of a fashion thing yeah i feel like there's like a few uses for monospace fonts one is code or to represent code which is like what uh wwdc is doing here one is as like a fashion statement so i feel like uh, there's a bunch of designers that that have used it as like, especially graphic designers. Yeah, that have used it as like vintage, uh, maybe. I I don't know. I don't know what the thing is there. It's hip. But it's like it's uh, a bit think, hip. Yeah, Hipster. I think like fashion. Fashion is certainly the, the the word. Hipster is probably a good word for it too. But they're certainly trying to evoke a feeling.
1: Yeah, it's typically used with like uh, a. Two pixel uh, thick border in buttons. I feel like this this style is specifically like you know having a monospace uh, font in a button that's square, and also the button is uh, has no it's transparent, so you can only see the border. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that that style was a lot more common last year. I don't see it a lot these days. You know what I've been noticing recently, and I <laughs> think I'm also part of that trend is uh pill shaped buttons they're, they're back, back. they are <laughs> back and they're back like in a crazy way they're everywhere now
0: <laughs> i uh, haven't seen any
1: um I can say cool I, i've been taking screenshots as i go like, i my yeah i have i have a good collection of them right now And I mean, probably you don't notice if you're not paying attention specifically to that. But if you are, like almost every call to action I come across these days is a pill button.
0: Are Uh, we going to get back to to Web 2.0 and just have like these crazy gradients on the pill buttons? I'm not sure about the gradients. They're They're usually flat. flat. Okay. So they're They're not really a pill. They're like... Uh,
1: (laughs) It's a pill but without the... It's a smooshed pill. (laughs) So. <laughs> yeah I don't know, but it's yeah I'm not sure how what how to describe them better than that it's the those buttons with a fifty percent actually it doesn't work that way on the web with a with a very high corner radius that it forms a half circle on the edges ah, okay. if that makes sense, I call that a pill button, yep, yeah, they're back mark i mean i can I can show you the proof we don't have them on the new thoughtbot website, which is good. Does that I was mean we're relieved. not cool. I was relieved to not see them. Um uh, I don't know. I have used one of my, my like Mac utilities uses the pill button uh and I used it just because I I thought like they they're sometimes they're nice. Uh I I don't I so the thing this is one of the few trends that I actually am fine with. I kind of like them if they're used uh, only in specific areas. And I used them in two of my recent designs. Um for, like, uh, action buttons and stuff like that. Cool. This was episode 26 of Tentative. Thank you for listening. You can find the show notes at tentative.fm slash 26. Uh, You can uh, find us on Twitter at tentative.fm one word. And you can email us at uh, hosts at tentative.fm We're on iTunes. And if you... Listen to us and you enjoy the show, please rate us. And if you think there are things we can improve, please email us on, on the email address uh, that I uh, just gave. And yeah, we love you guys and gals. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone. Bye.